Why do people want to be at work? To feel heard, appreciated, part of something, and to know there's a career path for everyone. Inclusive workplaces are linked to increased innovation, productivity, and employee satisfaction. Make your organization a place where people want to be. For inclusion and diversity training, visit inclusion-program.com.au. It is your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Friday, the 2nd of June, 2023. Later, lithium stocks drive the market higher. But first, to the rise to the minimum wage, the Fair Work Commission has approved a 5.75% increase to the 2.4 million Australian workers on an award rate while those on the national minimum rate, that's around 180,000 Australians, will see an 8.6% increase. But there are concerns it may feed through to inflation and force the RBA's hand. For more, I spoke with Carlos Cacho, Chief Economist at Jardin Group. We've been expecting more rate rises to come, at least one more with a risk of more, mainly because we think inflation is going to be stubbornly high. Um, and really, it's services inflation, particularly rents, that are the key driver behind that that had us concerned. So you're now forecasting an extra rate rise, a peak of 4.6%. We're currently at 3.85%. So what's so worrisome about that 5.75% increase in award wages? Well, the award wage increase itself, you know, I think is is not the problem, but it's when you can take and, and look, it is in the Fair Work's defence, lower income earners who are much more likely to be on awards are more impacted by inflation and higher rates. And so we do need to support them. We saw in the budget, you know, an increase in job um, job seeker, which is going to help those lower income workers as well. Uh, but really, it's the combination of, of higher wages with the stubborn inflation data we saw this Wednesday, and now the re-acceleration in the housing market that has us concerned that, um, you know, rates are just not um, restrictive enough to see inflation slow towards the RBA's target. And it's really about the RBA having a credible path back to 2 to 3% inflation. And right now, our concern is that the RBA's kind of glide path of navigating a narrow path, getting inflation down over two and a half years, is taking a little bit too long. And the risk of that is that you end up entrenching higher inflation, higher wage expectations. And in the end, you you have to do a lot more pain to actually bring the economy back into a bit more of an equilibrium. So I'd say the fair work decision is kind of the straw that broke the camel's back, but it's not the, the primary driver of our change in view. A bit more on that narrow path in a few moments, but there's also a thought that people are being awarded pay rises, yet productivity isn't lifting. Is this true? And if so, what are the implications of that? Yeah, if, if we look at productivity as GDP, per hour worked. That's definitely true. On that measure, productivity has fallen 2% over the last year. It's flat over the last three years. And the problem with that is it means that even relatively modest 3 to 3.5% wage increases is what we're seeing in the, the official measure now become inflationary. That means that for a business, the cost of doing business is going up and they have to put their prices up if they want to maintain their margins. And so the challenge with these large wage rises of 4 or 5% um, is if we're not actually getting a commensurate lift in productivity that flows through to business costs, and many businesses are going to have to pass that on to through prices. And so um, I won't go quite as, so far as to call it a wage price spiral yet, but the risk is you kind of maintain that upward pressure on inflation. Um, and, and while it's certainly coming down from 
percent. Um, we're not convinced it's on a path yet to, to two to three percent. We think it's definitely coming down to four, but we're not we're not sure it's going to be coming down much much below that with the current rate settings. Okay, we've spoken about wages. We've spoken about the impact of businesses. Uh, a bit more detail about house prices. Um, we've seen the the value of home loan commitments come down today. Uh, building approvals this week also weaker. What we haven't seen is is home prices fall. Home prices are now starting to bounce back despite consecutive rate rises. With a peak in rates of what you're expecting at 4.6%, will that stop that increase, do you think? We definitely, that's our view. We think we're going to see prices kind of have a house prices have a bit of a double dip. Um, we think there's been three key rises of the, the recent lift in house prices. First of all, we've got record low stock on market. For anyone who's looking, there's just not many houses out there and there's even fewer good houses out there. Secondly, we've had that rebound in migration. And while we don't think migrants are the direct driver of the rebound in house prices, the official data suggests you know, they're, they're not really playing much of a part in terms of buying new properties. What they are doing is putting more strain on the rental market, and that is likely driving more renters who were considering buying in the near future to maybe accelerate those plans to purchase a home. And then thirdly, we think that the expectation of a peak in interest rates and potential cuts is the other driver. We've seen that since November in Westpac um, Melbourne Institute survey of consumers, house price expectations have increased by over 50%. So people are, are expecting prices to rise. They're expecting interest rates to come down. And that's driving people to come back into the market. And um, and when we don't have a whole lot of supply, that ex- extra demand is putting pressure on prices. We think these extra couple of hikes are probably going to come a bit of a surprise to most people. And so that may see some of this heat come out of the market over the next couple of months Importantly, in New South Wales as well, first home buyers have had the option to pay land tax instead of stamp duty, and that's definitely been putting upward pressure around the 1 to 1.5 million mark. The new legislation to remove that option was just passed yesterday, and so I expect that come July, we're probably going to be see a little bit of the heat come out of that segment of the market as well. All right. Final question, what kind of a predicament do you think the RBA is in? Because they've constantly spoken about this narrow path to a soft landing, but how is that path now looking? If rates do get to 4.6% as you expect, is a recession possible? Look, it's definitely a a very challenging outlook for the RBA. I, I certainly don't envy them, and that path is getting narrower by the day. I think the RBA, going back a couple of months, had hoped they'd done the lion's share of the work to get us back on a path path to two percent, two to three percent inflation, and um, and unfortunately, uh, you know, I think they're going to have to go a bit higher to actually get there. Um, and and yes, you know, a recession still on our base case, but it's definitely a possibility. One surefire way to bring inflation down is to bring unemployment up and to really hit activity hard. And while the RBA doesn't want to do that, Lowe's been pretty clear that you know their may their primary focus is on that inflation mandate. And with unemployment still pretty close to 50-year lows, I think they're gonna they they will probably end up pushing harder. Whether we end up getting an actual recession or not was going to remain to be seen, but it's certainly becoming an elevated risk the higher rates go. Carlos Cacho there, the chief economist at Jardin Group. And the Australian share market rose though up 0.5%, 7,145. Retail stocks were under pressure though. For more, I spoke earlier with Tony Sycamore, who's an analyst at IG Markets. Providing the market with a firmer footing today, a positive lead from Wall Street, and as the US Senate passed a debt ceiling agreement. Now, this was the last signpost that investors needed to see to wave goodbye to the debt ceiling debacle that we've seen over the past two months. 
We've already gone in detail about the rise in the minimum pay. Any impact on the market, though? Yeah, absolutely, yes. The larger-than-expected wage increase on top of Wednesday's hotter-than-expected inflation data has raised considerably expectations that the RBA will lift the cash rate to 4.1% next Tuesday. It's also increased the chances of a further 25 basis point rate hike to 4.35% by year-end. Now, um, retailers also in the mix today. Coal seeing an underpayment of some staff. What can you tell me about that? Well, Coles is becoming one of the latest companies which has got this underpayment of staff issue. BHP, the mining giant, is another one. But they've made an additional $25 million provision in relation to its underpayment of staff, more than doubling its initial estimate of back paid owed. So it is an ongoing problem. Potentially, it could be up to $150 million. So we'll need to watch this space. News also from another retailer, Adairs. It issued a profit warning. So what's that saying about the way the consumer is tracking at the moment? Adairs share price slumped 15% after it released a disappointing trading update. Cost of living pressures, higher interest rates and, of course, higher wages. It's a terrible combination for retailers. This is the reason why the consumer discretionary and staple sector were the worst performing sectors on the ASX 200 during May. And it appears that worse is still to come. Okay, um, positive news though for lithium rallying. What's behind that today? Yeah, absolutely. Well, the lithium share price, uh, the, the price of lithium stocks has really taken off and that's to do with the price of lithium rebounding from the lows that we saw there in the end of April. Also providing confidence to the lithium sector is the wave of M&A activity which has swept through the ASX 200 in recent months. Finally, where do you see the opportunities for investors at the moment? Well, for us, the big opportunity is really in the AI space. I mean, when I look at AI, I think it probably resembles the dot-com rally or the dot-com bubble that we saw 1998 to 1999. We're a long way from that 2000. And what I am also seeing is that the AI technology is too early in its life cycle to really disappoint investors relative to expectations. What we think is going to present a nice opportunity is any pullbacks in AI-related stocks or even the tech-heavy NASDAQ as investors look to position for the next leg higher in the AI euphoria. SBS is Australia's most trusted multilingual broadcaster. Our listeners are loyal, highly engaged and have supported countless local businesses. We offer advertising packages for businesses of all sizes. Our experienced sales team will guide you through the process of owning a great campaign. Bring your own ad or have our production team make you something in one of our 68 languages. Start the conversation with your new audience today. Email sales at sbs.com.au.